Hi, I'm Alex Rubit, and you're listening to Grace to Your World. If this is your first time joining me, this ministry is all about providing you with an understanding of the grace of God, which will empower you to change your world and to live the overcoming life. You see, God wants us to live in victory. Yet in order for us to do so, we must have an understanding of His unconditional love and His unmerited favor that has been made available to us through the finished works of Jesus Christ. And so I truly believe this is going to bless you today. Now to find out more about our ministry and to access other free resources, simply head to alexrubitministries.org. And with that being said, let's get into today's teaching. Let's look at uh, Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 3, because I want you to see the Bible says that uh, Jesus redeemed us from the curse of the law, the curse of, really for our sakes, this is performance-based religion, performance-based Christianity, you thinking that God is dealing with you based on, on, on what you do. Uh, Jesus redeemed us from that so that the blessing of Abraham could come on us. Now, we want to understand what is the blessing of Abraham. Amen. We're going to look at this once again, and, and, and then we're going to look at some, some examples here from Abraham, what he did in order to, 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 to walk in, in, in the blessing, in order to see the promise come to pass in his life. But look at this here, Genesis chapter 12, uh, and I'm going to start just for time's sake also, just in the uh, Amplified. Genesis, Genesis chapter 12, Starting in verse 1, Amplified says this, Praise God, he says, Now in Haran, the Lord said to Abram, This was Abraham at the time, his name was still Abram, The Lord said to Abram, Go for yourself, for your own advantage, away from your country, from your relatives, from your father's house, to the land that I will show you. <laughs> Remember what I said Sunday, guys. Sometimes it's, it's for your own advantage, like the Bible says here, it's for your own advantage sometimes to uh, separate yourself from some of the folks you may have been hanging out with. <laughs> Anybody hearing what I'm saying here? You see, when, when, when you make up your mind, man, that you're going to be a Christian who's going to be walking in the blessing of God, you want to understand, you want to understand that, that the people that you surround yourself with, it, 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 it makes a difference, you see. You can't be surrounding yourself with people all of the time who are negative, who are speaking death over you, or uh, you know, even people who are believers, but they just don't believe God wants you to prosper, or uh, that they, 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 they don't think that, you know, they're they, they, they still stuck in this performance mentality, you know, performing to be okay with God. Well, well, you want to be careful with that, you see, and then you want to make sure that, that, that the people you surround yourself with, man, are people who are going to be uh, supporting you, is he? And, and, and it's, it's, so sometimes, um, sometimes you know you gotta, you gotta know. Uh, praise God! How should I say this? You gotta know that sometimes you gotta, you gotta be able to love people from a distance. You know what I'm saying, guys? <laughs> uh, it means it doesn't mean you don't love them. It just means, man, that that God is looking to do something in your life. God is looking to do something in your life, and, and you want to be receptive to that, and so you can't allow yourself to be around people who are going to pull you down. You guys see what I'm saying? And so, and so surround yourself with people who are supportive. Amen. Immerse yourself in this word that you're hearing right now, and look at, um, look at verse 2. 
Amen. 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 We're going somewhere here. Amen, guys. Praise God. Look at verse 2. He says, uh, this is God speaking to Abraham. He says, and I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you, watch this, with abundant increase of favors. Glory to God. There's some abundant increase of favors coming, guys. And he says, and I will make your name famous and distinguished, and you will be a blessing, dispensing good to others. You see, God wants you to walk in the blessing so that you can be a blessing, dispensing the goodness of God to others. You see, that's what exceeding glory is all about, guys. Exceeding glory is when the glory of God begins to show up as your life. In other words, when you begin to operate in this world as a vessel through which God can, can bless other people, you see. God wants you, wants you to be an instrument of His goodness. He wants you to be an instrument of His peace. He wants you to be a channel, praise God, for His prosperity. <laughs> you see? See, prosperity is not just about you just having stuff. No, prosperity is about you being a, a, a channel through which God can, can bless other people in your life, you see. And so that's part of the blessing. And he says here in verse 3, And I will bless those who bless you and uh, uh, who confer prosperity or happiness upon you. And I will curse him who curses or uses insolent language towards you. In you will all the families and kindred of the earth be blessed. And by you they will bless themselves. Praise God. Praise God. Now the blessing, you see, is the empowerment. It's, it's, it's the blessing is this, guys. The blessing is God making his unmerited favor available to you. That's what he did to Abraham. You see. Now let me ask you this question again, guys. What did Abraham do? What did Abraham do to earn or deserve this blessing of God? I'll let you think about that for a moment. What did Abraham do to earn or deserve this blessing? You see, Abraham appears for the first time here in Scripture in the previous chapter, verse 11, just some a couple of verses up, and he, he, he appears there. Abram appears in, in the genealogy, and, 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 and in chapter 12, God shows up. God appears to him and says, I'm going to bless you. And so my question to you guys is, what did Abraham do to deserve that blessing from God? That's right, guys. He did nothing, you see. He did nothing. And I want to really emphasize that because, you see, we live in a time where, praise God, Lord, how do I say this? We've had so much religion that it's nearly impossible for people to fathom a God who will bless you who will prosper you, who will heal your body, uh, restore your marriage without you earning or deserving it. You see, and remember what we said, what's what our definition is for operating under the curse. Operating under the curse of the law is, is the curse of the law, guys, is, 
is any effort on our part, it's any time that you think you got to work to either be right with God or you got to perform to try to get God to bless you. Now, I know this is radical, guys, uh, because people will always say, well, Alex, we still got to do stuff. Well, we'll hold on. You see, we, of course, we still do our part. You see, we still pray. We still confess the word. We do all of the things that we do. But you see, the motivation for our doing has to change. You see, anytime you think you got to do to try to get God to do, you're operating under the law. And we saw here from scripture that the law is not a blessing. The law is a curse. And I know this is radical. And, and guys, of course, I'm going to, we're going to get into this throughout the series some more. Eventually, I want to show you exactly the reasons for why the law was given. And I just want you to know, man, the law was not a blessing. You see, there's always someone who says, well, I don't know about that. You know, I, I, I keep the law. Uh, I, 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 I keep all of the Ten Commandments. <laughs> well, friend, may I remind you, the law is not only the Ten Commandments. You see, the law is, a, is 613 commandments. And you know what? You don't even know all of the 613 commandments. <laughs> I challenge you, 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 list all of the 613 uh, laws and commandments. You're not going to be able to do it. Is it? And so how are you going to keep a law? that you're not even, you don't even know what it is, you see. And, and, and again, we're under the law simply by operating under the pattern of the law when you think you gotta perform to try to get God to bless you. Now, what I want you to see is, is that Abraham was blessed by God without Abraham doing anything to deserve it, you see. And so, and so here's what I'm, what I'm getting at. So God shows up to Abraham and says, says, I'm gonna bless you. And you can turn over to uh, Romans chapter 4. Romans chapter 4. Uh, God shows up to Abraham and says, I'm going to bless you. And guys, what did Abraham ultimately do? Well, Abraham said, he said, Lord, I believe. Amen. He, he said, Lord, I believe. Is it because here's the thing, you know, uh, <laughs> God, if God were to show up to, to, to many of us today, and says, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bless you. I've made my unmerited favor available to you. I've made available to you anything that you could ever need. You're now empowered to walk in the blessing. You see, here's what a lot of church folk will do. <laughs> here's what a lot of church folk will do. The blessing is available. And, 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 and what God is looking for is, the response he's looking for is, Lord, I believe, you see. <laughs> but here's what a lot of church folk will do is, is, is okay, Lord, I, I see the blessing is available. Um, now, let me just make sure I can, I can work to, to earn the blessing. <laughs> let, me, let me just make sure I, I, I can perform to qualify uh, uh, for, for, for the blessing to show up in my life, you see. And that's where we miss it, guys. That's where we miss it. You see, because there's something, something off about why is so much of the body of Christ struggling in one way or another? How is it that we can know about faith and yet so many Christians are still struggling rather than seeing the promises of God coming to pass in their lives? Friend, I'm here to tell you that could it be because we have in one way or another still been operating under a performance-based mindset. And guys, I want you to understand any time that you operate in a performance-based mindset where God is concerned, 
you're actually operating under the very curse that Jesus died to set you free from. You see, you see, in order for you to earn or deserve something from a, from a perfect God, friend, that would require you to be perfect, is it? And I don't care who you are. <laughs> you ain't perfect, is it? In fact, you're never going to be perfect while you're here on this earth, is it? None of us are. <laughs> I want you to know all of us still have some issues going on, guys, is it? You see, everyone in the house has got an issue, amen? <laughs> and, and, and so I want you to understand that. And so, and so what is the, the response that, the correct response to the blessing is, is Lord, I believe. And guys, I want to show you something else that the Lord has, has given me. I, I want to give you a, a, a definition here as we look at this now in Romans 4. I want to give you a definition of faith that maybe you've never heard before. You see, there's a lot of different definitions of faith, and, and, and those definitions are fine, they're accurate. Uh, you can say faith is, is acting on the Word, or, or faith is acting on what you believe, or you could define it as faith is you agreeing with the Word of God no matter what, and, and, and that's correct. But I want to I wanna, I wanna give you this definition of faith here for the purpose of this series, and I want you to really consider this. I want you to really consider this. Listen to this now. Faith is an act of humility. Faith is a total surrender of all self-effort and performance. And it is a complete trusting in and depending on God. I'll read it again. Faith is an act of humility. It is a total surrender of all self-effort and performance and a complete trusting in and depending on God. You see, faith is not performance. Faith is, Lord, I believe. Lord, I trust you. Lord, I rest in that now, you see. And remember, of course, someone says, well, Alex, what about our actions? Here's the thing. If you believe right, you will live right, amen? And so if you believe God, if you're just focusing on you believing God, focusing on the fact the blessing is available, what you need is available, you focus on that long enough, you focus on the promise long enough, sooner or later, that's going to give birth to an action, you see. And so actions will still come, but those will be works of faith, you see, not works of the law. Because you can never combine faith and the works of the law. Look at this here in, in uh, Romans chapter 4, verse 1. Let's study this example of Abraham a little bit more. Now, he says here, speaking of Abraham, in Romans chapter 4, verse 1. Is everybody with me, guys? Uh, praise God. Uh, just, just uh, I really want you to understand, you see, because... Because... You see, I... Sometimes, you know, faith, it's like if, if we're not careful, faith can, can turn into, in, into performance. And so I really want you to understand that faith is a complete letting go of your self-effort and performance. And as, as, as you'll see, that's exactly what Abraham did. Look at here in verse 1. Romans chapter 4, verse 1 says this. He says, What shall we say then that Abraham our father, as pertaining to the flesh, hath found? Now, the word flesh here is talking about self-effort. 
It's talking about performance. I want you to understand that when you see the word flesh in Scripture, it's not always talking about this, this earth suit. <laughs> Amen. It's not always talking about your, your physical body. And in some cases it is, but in other cases, flesh can refer to the unrenewed mind. It can refer to your old identity. Now, in this particular context, flesh is referring to self-effort, performance, you sweating and struggling and performing to try to get stuff to happen in your life. You performing to try to get God to move in your life is, is actually you operating in the flesh. And so he says, what shall we say then that Abraham our father, as pertaining to the flesh, or as pertaining to self-effort, has found? Uh, verse 2 says, For if Abraham were justified by works, justified means declared righteous in the eyes of God. Now he says, if Abraham were justified by works, he hath whereof to glory but not before God. In other words, if, 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 if it was Abraham through his works being right with God, you see, if it was Abraham through his self-effort and his performance obtaining the promises of God, well, then he would be able to glory, is what the scripture says. In other words, he could boast in that, you see. <laughs> Here's the thing, anytime that you think it's, it's your performance that gets you, gets you the blessing, or it's, your, it's you being okay with God because of your performance, well, there's room to boast in that, you see. But what he says is, he is but not before God, you see. There's not going to be any boasting when it comes to God, you see. Verse 3, he says, For what saith the Scripture? Abraham believed God, and it was counted unto him for righteousness. And so Abraham simply believed God. It was counted to him for righteousness. Now, verse 4 now to him that worketh is the reward not reckoned of grace, but of debt. And so in other words, he's saying if, if, if you work for something, then the reward that comes as a result of your works is not grace, it is debt. In other words, quite simply, you going to your job, you working at your job, uh, you see your, your employer, is, is paying you a certain amount of money for you working, uh, but you see, the reason they're paying you is because you were working, because you earned it, amen? And so that's what he's talking about here, that if you earn something, then it's no longer grace, it's no longer a free gift, you see? Now it's something that you, that you, er, that you deserve, you see? And then here's the thing, that, that, that God will never be in a position where he owes us anything, guys. I want you to understand that, you see? If it was your performance, it would, it would literally be, and this is kind of the crazy thing about religion, guys, <laughs> is, is, is that, that religion makes people think that, that you can get to a place where uh, God has to bless you because, because you're so awesome. Is it? <laughs> it's like, uh, God, I, I, I deserve this. Uh, you, need, you have to bless me. Is it? <laughs> well, guys, it's never going to happen. You see, the standards of God are too high. And so the only way you can receive anything from God is, is him making it available as a gift of his grace, and so you can't work for it, you see. Now, uh, verse 5, look at verse 5. But of him that worketh not, I want you to notice that, him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. Now, notice what he says, him that worketh not, 
but believeth on God. You see, him that worketh not. Him, in other words, you're not trying to earn the blessing, man. You just believe God. He says, that simple believing God, he says, his faith is counted for righteousness. Now, again, the works that he's talking about here is self-effort, performance, works of the law. You see, James, of course, in uh, chapter James chapter 2, verse 2, uh, excuse me, not verse 2, uh, verse 22, I think it is, he talks about uh, faith and, and works. In other words, that faith without works is dead. Well, that's talking about works of, of faith, you see. That's talking about corresponding actions uh, that are born out of your faith, you see. But but you, you don't want to get that confused with works of the law, with self-effort and performance, because he says here uh, that you cannot mix self-effort and performance with with faith. You see, faith is not you struggling and sweating. No, faith is you believing God, trusting in God. Now look at verse 6. Now we're getting to something I, wanna, I, wanna, I really want you to see here. Verse 6, he says, Even as David also describeth the blessedness of the man unto whom God imputeth righteousness without works. Now, the word impute means to charge. It's, it's, it's an accounting term. It's to charge something to somebody's account. And so, he's describing the blessedness of the man unto whom God charges or credits righteousness without them having earned it or deserved it. Verse 7, he says, saying, blessed, and he's quoting David here, Psalm 32. He, he says, uh, saying, blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven, whose sins are covered. And now verse 8 is, is what I want you to see. Because I said we're going to deal with, how does God deal with sin in the life of a believer? How does God deal with sin in the life of a believer? Because sometimes people get so hung up on that and... And then it's like, I was listening to this thing online the other day, and, 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 and people were submitting questions, and and, 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 and they, there was somebody, I don't remember what the question was, but they were talking about, uh, it was really, I don't even remember all the details. <laughs> yeah, some, some of the stuff is, is you don't really want to, you want to guard your heart, you know, and, and so I don't really remember all the details, but it was really kind of a performance-based Christianity in other words, it was about struggling and striving to try to be right with God and, 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 and what happens if, if we sin too much and, oh my God, if we sin too much, we can sin our salvation away. Guys, I'm going to show you something that's really radical and I really want you to catch this and take this into your heart, guys. You see, because here's the thing, all of us still have, have some sin going on in our life, you see. Let's be real, guys. There's not a single person like I said, who doesn't have some issue going on? You see, there's, 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 there's times where all of us miss it, and so, and so, depending on what your what your upbringing is, uh, what you have been taught, what your denominational background is, you may have all kinds of different ideas about what that means. And again, like I said earlier, some people say, "Well, if you got sin in your life, God's not going to fellowship with you." Well, that's incorrect, guys. I'm going to tell you that right now. Someone else might say, well, if you've got too much sin going on, you could lose your salvation. <laughs> That's incorrect as well. You see, that is not... Remember, you've got to have the correct impression of God. Now look at this here. Verse 8 is, is very powerful. Verse 8 says this. Verse 8 says, 
Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin. Hey guys, thanks so much for joining me today. I'm Alex Rubit. You have been listening to Grace to Your World. To learn more about our ministry and to access the full-length audios of this and other teachings, simply head to alexrubitministries.org. For information on how to become a Grace Vision partner or to make a gift of any amount to our ministry, go to alexrubitministries.org forward slash give. Now I pray you continue to see God's grace manifesting richly in your life. And I look forward to talking to you again on our next podcast.